This is going to be an awesome year. Awesome year. We, uh, Pastor Larry has set our theme this year is to revel. Welcome to, to the Casey City Church and audio podcast. Reveals more we and pray more you enjoy this following us, sermon. We're going to be able to revel in the power and the majesty of God. We need to enjoy ourselves. We need to, you know, I looked up the, the uh, dictionary and looked up the word um, revel and it said there to enjoy oneself in a lively and a noisy way. A lively and a noisy way. I think we've got that down in spades. I think we've already made that. You know? But we need to be able to do it more and more. Rejoice in Him. This year is a time for us to begin to make some more noise, to begin to get more excited, to begin to shout more and laugh more and, and, and have more fun, but have it in the presence of God. Revel in Him. Hallelujah. I've got two verses I want to speak about this morning. The first one is in Proverbs chapter 11, 24 and 25. And the second one is 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 12. The first one is, I'll read it out of the message translation. Because it just, I know the message is paraphrasing it, but it just brings a bit more light into it. And Proverbs 11, 24, 25 out of the message says this. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are also helped. Isn't that awesome? When you bless others, you're blessed, but not just, you're not just blessed, you're abundantly blessed. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and this is where my message primarily comes from this morning. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 12, again out of the message translation. It says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter his, this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Open up your lives. Live openly. Thanks, Trace. Live openly and expansively. Awesome scripture. I know it's paraphrasing and the normal translation says you are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. You see, we keep ourselves small. We maintain ourselves in a small way. And God is saying there's, there's much more out there. Give me land, lots of land. Underneath these starry skies, don't fence me in. Because God wants us to be able to roam. God wants us to be able to enjoy His presence. God wants us to be able to open our lives up more and more spaciously. Don't fence me in. We didn't fence you in, but you are maintained small by your own small thinking. You know, we often hear about living life abundantly and living this abundant life. And that's that's what God wants for us. But the Bible here is saying that if you're not experiencing this abundant life, it's your own fault because it's the smallness that comes from within. We pray, oh Lord, you know, we, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And we say, Lord, where, where's my abundant life? Please, Lord, give me more abundance. And God would say, well, it's your own fault. Just open up, just open up. Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he from within. You know, the, a group of guys came to Jesus and said, why aren't your disciples washing their hands? And Jesus' reply was, it's not about 
what's on the inside, outside, it's what's on the inside that counts. That's what makes you dirty. That's what makes you small. That's what keeps you confined. You know, you and I are a whole lot bigger than, 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 than on the inside than we are on the outside. We just need to realise that. And we need to open it up and say, God, use me in a more abundant way. Hallelujah. How big are your dreams? You know, this year we've talked about that we're gonna, we want more this year. But how big is that more for you? Is it just a little bit more or is it a whole lot more? Lord, give me land, give me land, lots of land. Yes. Because I want to be able to roam spaciously and be able to stretch out in the presence of God and be able to revel in His bigness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this morning I've got just seven small points and I'll try and fit them in 22 minutes. Seven points are how we can, how we can expand our lives. Point number one, don't be preoccupied, preoccupied by you. Don't be preoccupied by you. You know, Philippians says, uh, out of the, the passage translation, Philippians 2 and 3 says, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Don't be preoccupied with you. When, you know, today we look at people and, and all they think about is number one. You know, it's all about number one. It's all about me. What, what pleases me? What makes me happy? What causes me to, to put a, what puts a smile on my face? And it's not about that. We should be saying, well, what puts a smile on your face? What can I do to make you happy? What can I do to, to get you excited? What can I do to, to help you out? You know, one of the, the enemy's biggest traps and most deadliest and deceptive of traps is the, 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 the trap of, a, of offence. And, and it, it, it imprisons countless Christians. And when you know, Paul's talking here, he's not talking to the non-Christian, he's talking here to the Christians. And he's saying, Christians, put others first. Don't put yourself first, put others first. And when we are concerned more about ourselves, when we're concerned more about what pleases me, then things offend me. If you don't do the things that I want you to do, then I'm offended. If you don't say the things that I want you to say, then I'm offended. Because why? Because I'm thinking about me. We could change the, we could change the song and say, you know, land, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't offence me in. Because that's what offence does. It keeps you, it fences you in. It keeps you, it keeps you locked in. And sometimes people become so offended by the smallest of things. And you've got to ask yourself your question, the, the question, why are they offended? Why are they upset? Why do they, 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 they moan and groan? It's because they're thinking about themselves. What we've done or what you've done or what you've said or what I've said hasn't pleased them. And our hearts become hard. And, and if we don't deal with that offence, it leads to the, the more fruit of sin and it comes to resentment and becomes anger and becomes disappointment, bitterness in the heart. If you want the abundant life, if you want to grow in, on the inside, then, then get rid of offence. Don't be totally preoccupied with yourself. Think of others first. Point number two. Stay close to big-hearted people. 
You know, Malcolm said last week, uh, talk about sidling up to Krista, Pastor Krista, and sidling up to, to, to Pastor Larry to, to try and cause some of their, their excitement or their, to rub off on him. And they send their apologies, by the way. They're not here this morning. They're busy moving home and they, they do send their apologies. So um, they, they'll listen. Hopefully they're listening now, but they might listen later on. Who knows? <laughs> Great to have Pastor, Larry, uh, Pastor Kevin back with us. <laughs> awesome. Big, talk about big-hearted people, you know. <clears throat> Stay close to big-hearted people. Proverbs, 11, uh, Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You'll become like the people you hang out with. You know, I'm so glad, I'm so, uh, our boys are, We've got three boys and, and the oldest is 41 this year. Um, so he's 40 at the moment. And the youngest is 36. And, um, you know, when they were going through school, um, they didn't always have the best friends. But they, generally speaking, they hung out with some really good friends. And today they're a product of that. Today, they, and I'm so thankful that they had good friends. Now, I'm not saying they were perfect. Don't get me wrong. You know, like I said, the eldest is 40 and we're still hearing things. From time to time, Tracy and I will still hear snippets of what they got up to when they were kids. And it scares us and we're glad it's 40 years later. <laughs> Compared to what I did. Hey, I was a goody-goody, mate. <laughs> but you will, you will become like the person you hang out with. Hang out with those who don't believe in the power and the majesty of God and you will fall into the same mould. Hang out with those who, who, who believe in a small God and you'll also believe in a small God. Hang out with people who don't like me and soon you won't like me. Now, I know that's hard to believe, right? <laughs> However, hang out with people who don't like me and you won't like me. Hang out with people who don't like this church and eventually you won't like this church because you become like the person you hang out with. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. And a little leaven leavens a whole lump. If you want to grow, hang out with big-hearted people. Hang out with the person who has big visions, big dreams. The one who doesn't see the church half empty but half full. Great to see all your beautiful smiling faces. Great to have you online this morning. But, but the big-hearted person sees the church full. You know, our spiritual life is all about changing and growing. And it doesn't matter how small you are on the outside, just as long as you are growing on the inside. Hallelujah. Hang out with big-hearted people. Point number three, I'm getting there. Have a big image of God. A big image. How big is your God? Seriously, how big do you view God? Exactly, but don't view him in your image. Don't view him the way, you know, in, uh, I'm so small, I'm so minuscule, I'm, I'm nobody, I can't do anything. Don't view God in, in the way you view yourself. Don't keep him in a box. Don't try and, and, and put him into some small little corner and say, well, that's where God belongs. That's all he can do. Don't have an itsy bitsy God. Don't have a pedantic God. Don't have a legalistic God. We serve a big, big God. <clears throat> You know, and sometimes we forget that we've been created in His image. And if we've been created in His image and He's big, then guess what? We're big on the inside. 
Hallelujah. We're big on the outside too. But <laughs> some of us, but we're big on the inside. He is my all in all. Right. He is all powerful. Yes. He is all knowing. He is all where. It's actually everywhere, but I want to make it sound the same. Right? All knowing, he's all powerful, he's everywhere. He's a big, big God. Uh, you've probably heard this before, but <clears throat> in a book by Robert Wells, a uh, question was asked, you know, is the blue whale the biggest animal on the planet? And yes, it is. It's the biggest, biggest animal ever. It's, it, it's been known to reach 110 feet long and weigh as much as 190 tonnes, which is over 172,000 kilograms. That's pretty big, pretty enormous. And yet, in comparison, some mountains are bigger than the blue whale. Just look at Mount Everest. It's been estimated that it would take over a million blue whales to create a mountain the size of Mount Everest. A million blue whales. Wow, Mount Everest must be big. Well, not really. Compared to the size of our planet, Mount Everest looks like a zit. <laughs> wow, our planet must be big. Well, not really. Compared to the sun, our planet is tiny. You could fit a million of our worlds into the sun. Wow, the sun must be big. Not really. <laughs> the sun is a small star. The largest star that we know of is, is Antares. And you can fit our sun into Antares 50 million times. Wow, Antares must be big. Not really. Not really. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> Antares is this one small star in a galaxy made up of billions of stars. Wow, the galaxy must be big. Not really. The galaxy is just one of billions of galaxies that make up the universe. Wow, the universe must be big. Yes, it is. <laughs> and even that's expanded. But you know what? It was all created by God. Amen. It was all created by God in an instant. He just spoke it as he placed the stars into position. God just put everything where he wanted it to be. Boy, God must be big. Yes, he is. He is. How big is your God? How big is your God? Man, don't stay small on the inside because you only, you only uh, you, you confine yourself. God doesn't confine you. God is big. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. He can do absolutely, absolutely anything. Point number four, don't allow pride to dominate. You know, Calvin Miller said, ego thrives in soil so shallow that it can give it it can give no root to the purposes of God. Ego thrives in soil so shallow that it can give no root to the purposes of God. <clears throat> Paul says not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The, biggest, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The bigger your head, 
the more it's going to hurt when you do fall. Don't let pride dominate your life. Be humble. The scripture says in Proverbs 11, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble, it's wisdom. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Remember that song, you know, I can't, I can't be humble because I'm so perfect. Psalm 73 and verse 6 says, Therefore pride surrounds us like a chain. It confines us, it binds us, it keeps us confined, it keeps us shackled. You know, in, this, in the song that, that, that we started off by singing, Don't Fence Me, and one of the verses says, And I don't look at hobbles, hoddles, hobbles, and I don't look at hobbles, and I can't see stand fences, don't fence me in. And the hobble is a, is a chain that they used to chain the legs of horses with to keep them confined and keep them from moving around. <clears throat> and that's exactly what pride does. It chains you. It binds you. It stops you from growing. It stops you from moving. It stops you from doing all that God wants you to do. Pride will keep you captive and it keeps you small. It'll keep your hands and your feet tied so that you're limited in what you can do for God. You know, God can do more for you or more through you when you realise that you're nothing than when you realise that you're something. When we just say, Lord, use me. I am nothing in your presence, O God. Just use me. Just hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Just shine through me, Lord, that people see Christ and they don't see me. Let your will, let your power, let your majesty shine through me that they see you more and more. You're nothing without God. You're nothing without God. Hallelujah. Number five, don't know it all. Don't think that you know it all. You know, because if you know it all, then you're not prepared to learn. If you know it all, then you, there's nothing that anyone can teach you. If you know it all, well then, hey, you may as well go home right now because you know it all already. Sometimes we come to church and we think, oh, well, you know, I've heard it all before. <clears throat> we know what the preacher's going to say. We can probably preach it for them. We can probably stand up here and, and say what the preacher wants to say because we've heard it over and over and over and over again. The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. But it also says the half has never yet been told. And so we need to be teachable. We need to be learn and understand that God, they've got more for us. God wants to teach us every single day. Yes. Open our hearts. Uh, you know, when, we, when we begin to realise that, you know what, I don't know it all. Then all of a sudden we keep our ears open. Lord, what, what do you want to show me this morning? What do you want to teach me today? What do you want to show me? That, what new revelation have you got for me? God begins to reveal stuff to us when we don't think we know it all. And as he begins to reveal stuff to us and we begin to see things more than we've ever imagined and then we begin to revel in the, pres in the presence of God, begin to revel in the majesty, begin to revel in all those things that God's got for us. Hallelujah. You know what? There's stuff that I know that you don't know. Now that sounds pretty, pretty smart, doesn't it? There's stuff that I know that you don't know but there's also stuff that you know that I don't know. And we can learn from each other and we can learn from God. And Don't think you know it all. Yes. Hallelujah. How many messages have you heard of love? How many messages have you heard on peace? How many messages have you heard on faith? Well, let me ask you a question. How is your love? 
Just give it a try. Go out there one day and, and, and test it and, and find somebody that, that doesn't, that rubs you the wrong way. Find somebody that you, that you don't understand. Find somebody that, that talks down to you. Exercise that love. Just see how much you've learnt in loving. What about your faith? Oh, go through some big trials. Start to go through some hard situations. Start to understand that, that you know what, you haven't got it all together. Then, then realise, well, hang on, what have you learned about faith? How big, how much do you know about faith? Isaiah says, learn to do good. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, says Matthew. Proverbs 1 and 5 says, a wise man will hear and, re- and re- increase learning. Don't think you know it all. Keep your eyes, number six. We're getting there. We're almost, I'm, I'm going to squeeze it all in. <laughs> number six, keep your eyes focused heavenward. Keep your eyes focused on heaven. Don't be negative. Don't be grim. Don't be downcast. Second Corinthians says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The inward man, the one that, the one that causes you to, to rise up and do great things. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Keep our eyes focused heavenward. Start to see things that you can't see. Lord, open my eyes. It's so easy to see the sickness. It's so easy to see the dramas. It's so easy to see the the problems. But begin to see the things you can't see. Open your eyes. Begin to see. Begin to look heavenward. See where where the things of God are. And begin to see that that God can do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. If you don't want to experience abundant life and you don't want to transform your life and you do want to keep yourself fenced in, then focus yourself yourself on the problems. Focus your attention on the problems around you, the the circumstances, the day-to-day situations that arise. Keep looking downward and watch what happens in your life, how you stay closed, how you stay closed in and and, and so small. God can't use me. I'm not where I should be in God. I'm not, I'm not exact. I'm not perfect. I'm not up here yet. God can't use me. Yes, he can. Because your bigness is from within you. Peter and, uh, and, and John <clears throat> were on the way to the temple one day. And they passed the gate, which is called Beautiful. And at that gate, there was this, uh, this beggar that was sitting there. And they used to carry him there every day <clears throat> and sit him at this beautiful gate. And... Uh, Peter and John approached and they were going into the temple and he cried out. He saw them, I guess, from afar and he, as they got closer, he, he called out to them. And, and the Bible says that, that they looked straight at him and Peter said, look at us. I want you to have a picture of a, of a, of a beggar. We've seen them in the streets. We've seen them in, in the city. And I, I don't want to sit down because I won't be able to get up again. But, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but a beggar that sits there all day with their hands out or a cup. And all they do is they look down. They're just looking down. 
That's Peter and John approached and, 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 and you can just see, you know, his hand goes out and, 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 and he's asking for arms and he's asking for, for them to help him out because he needs some money to, to be able to pay for, for what needs to be paid that week. And Peter and John look at him and, and, and Peter says, look at us. Look, in other words, lift up your eyes. Look at us. And as he looked up at them and Peter said, look, we haven't got any money. But what we do have, we'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Lift up your eyes. Begin to see things differently. Begin to see things that you can't see or haven't seen before. I've preached it before. Sometimes we have to reach through this natural realm. Sometimes we've got to be able to, to break through the, 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 the walls in front of us. Sometimes we've got to have x-ray vision to be able to see what God is doing beyond the wall. But it's when we see that, it's when we begin to grasp that, it's when we begin to move in that, that God begins to, to do some great things in our lives. Open your eyes, lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. If I don't want to miss out on God, if I don't want to, I need to lift my eyes and continue to look into the face of Jesus. Turn my eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. I think Malcolm said it last week. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Don't, go, don't constantly look down. Look heavenward. Hallelujah. And finally, <laughs> I got there, 11.29. So if the music team can come up, that'd be awesome. Finally, number seven, don't constantly replay hurts. Don't constantly replay hurts. You know, it's hard to listen to another tune when you've got one going through your mind constantly. You know, when you hear that song on the radio, that last song before you hop out of the car, the last song in the, in the house before you, you go into the car, keeps going over and over in your mind, keeps singing, keep singing that song all day. Funny anecdote, as I was preparing this message this week, the last three days, I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and in my mind, I'd be singing, give me land, lots of land, under starry skies above, don't fence me in. That was a song that was going over and over and over in my mind because I wanted to, to talk about that this morning. And so often we, 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 we replay hurts. We replay things that, that, that hurt us and, and bring us down. I know we've heard this before, but unforgiveness will keep you locked in. Unforgiveness will, will, will keep you small. Unforgiveness will, will, con, will continue to, to help cause you to to not experience the, the wide open spaces. Someone once said that unforgiveness is like eating rat poison and hoping that the rat dies. Because it eats you up on the inside. It kills you. Don't constantly replay it. It keeps you small, it keeps you minuscule, it keeps you. If you want the maximum, right? If you want the maximum power that God's got for you, the maximum that God's got for you. Peter and Kevin gave me two words to try and fit in the message this morning. One of them was maximum. And I can't even pronounce the one that Kevin gave me. 
stop playing this old song of, of, of past hurts. Play a new song. Play a song of forgiveness. Play the song of unity. Play the song of love. Play the song of joy. Man, oh, you know, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through these wide open spaces that I love. Don't fence me in. If you want to continue to miss out on what God's got for you, then keep playing the old song of unforgiveness. Keep playing the old song of, of past hurts. But I want to encourage you this morning. Begin to experience God's abundance. This year, begin to see yourself as bigger than what you really are. Open up your life. Open up. Expand your horizons. Begin to see yourself as, as, as somebody that's, that's bigger than who you think you are. Begin to change into someone that God is able to, to work through. God is able to use. God is able to, to, to um, work His power through. Don't allow yourself, don't allow your life and your spiritual life to shrink. Allow your inner world to become large. Continue to grow and to expand. Then remember the smallness that you feel comes from within you. Can I just read that scripture we started with out of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12? It meant so much to me and hopefully it means so much to you. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. But I love the last, the last line that says, open up your lives, live openly and expansively. This year, I wanna revel in the things of God. I want you to revel in the power of God. I want you to revel in, in the goodness of God in the bigness of God. My God is a big, big God. We want us, well, I want all of us to begin to understand that God is able to do great things. Let's not just see other people experience that. Let's walk in it ourselves. God wants you to be able to revel in His, in His bigness. Don't fence yourself in. Stop limiting yourself by your smallness that you might feel within. Enter this wide, open, spacious life. Amen? Amen. 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 God is a big, big God. Woo! Don't fence me in. Hallelujah. 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 What more can I say?